We fixed all the technical issues <laughs> in <laughs> our hearts, <laughs> and now we're back. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 Hello, everyone. <laughs> Gonna change it up. Wow. <laughs> Had to drop it on them, you know what I'm saying? Because we about to drop some gems today. Gotta surprise the enemy. Yes. Attack. You gotta, you gotta switch. Oh, you gotta switch it up sometimes. <laughs> oh, Zeke, as he tries to climb. And you. So wow. candid, I love it. Yes, I'm really switching up. We have a little surprise guest here. Just Thanks, Zeke. Gonna... Love Thank you, you, Zeke, for your love. He's learned how to climb, and he's climbing. <laughs> Crazy. Um, hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? Wow, that's loud. <laughs> that's yeah. praise God. Yeah, just a little bit down for you, please. There we go. Let Fix it. the problem. Is that better? I think that'll be better. Not yeah. for me. For Shania, it just went right through my ears. Oh, oh okay. Well. Awesome. Right through. Is that better now? Say it. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm like, I get yeah. loud now, so yeah, just, just making sure. Yeah. That's good. All right. So, guys, we are starting this portal off, okay? We are starting this off going deep, but good. Filling the void. Filling the void. The continuation of the three-day journey message that we were sharing. Tonight was a different experience. Pastor Robin got from the Holy Spirit to have a different kind of teaching style. Mm -hmm. So uh, we sort of sat down, myself, yourself, Pastor Robin, Pastor Tony. We had a chat. Leading by the I Holy like Spirit. And we, begin, we began to play... Part of the portals from last week. <laughs> didn't, didn't last long. No. No, because no, you always... Back up, but get a bit more, please. But Again, I think you turned me down when you turned you down. Hello. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Got it. So, yeah, last week we did a portal which was pretty powerful on the lion-lamb dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people were responding to it really well. Um, I know our cell groups um, actually, like did their cell group study for the first time, mm -hmm. developed by uh, Pastor Tim. So that was really powerful. And then I believe Pastor Robin heard from the Holy Spirit that um, he wasn't finished talking on this subject. And right. there was truths that we hadn't probably grasped with a spirit, con like, you know, taking into our heart. Mm -hmm. Maybe it hit our head. So, um, yeah, we sat down, we played maybe five to ten minutes <laughs> That's it. of the That's old portal. Um, but as God does, the moment we stopped and began to speak, That's right. we began to portal on the portal yes. and began to have prophetic conversation and the, the Lord just began to flow out certain gems that were just uh, really, really helpful for our people. It was like we were in our lounge room, you know, right. and we were just helping our... Our people. So I believe it was really powerful. A lot of people came up to me and get said that was really, really great. Gave me, you know, great feedback on that style. Mm -hmm. And so I think Dr. Robin said that that'll be something that we'll do more and more. Is I that think, correct? Yeah, I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I like really the style good. of it. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you guys definitely were, as soon as it started, the, the ball was rolling. 
you know, and it just can't be stopped when that happens. But it was very good. I think it brought clarity to a lot of people. Um, of course, still questions, but this is why we're portaling. But we have to name it something because it's not a sub portal. No. When it's a portal about a portal, it's it could be a sub portal, but it's not. So it's it's weird. We gotta find it. We have to find a term so, for that one. So we can call it either a portal of a portal or okay. portaling within the portal. There you portaling go. Portaling within the portal. There we yes, go. We there it is. That's that's it. That's it's a lot it. of portaling everywhere. Right. So if you guys are new to listening to us and you don't know who these lovely people um, that are you are listening to, <laughs> let me introduce them. First, we have Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. Then we have Pastor Tony Cassis. Greetings. <laughs> and, of course, we have Dr. Robin Cassis. <laughs> Say hello, Pastor. Say hi now. <laughs> the delayed chat. Well, hi. I, I actually delayed it so... We get the clap for everyone. No, oh, there you go. Oh, See, so look, for friend, your look brethren, you. you get a gem for that. <laughs> All right. So, of course, um, as we said about last week, that on our Spotify platform. Yeah. Um, you can visit it on our Facebook platform. And this will also be on our Spotify as um, we've actually uploaded all the audio versions of the portals live mm -hmm. for Spotify now. Um, there's some segments that aren't obviously in the Spotify to do with the live questions. Mm -hmm. And we deliberate, like deliberately do that so that, you know, our Facebook audience is unique mm -hmm. and what we do on Facebook is unique. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes we do include, like I remember there was one segment from last week where the questions that were asked were just too important to yes. not put in. Yes. So we did include that segment in the live portal, like listening as well, mm -hmm. and the message from last, uh, from tonight. Sorry, yes, um, that's also available on Facebook, and very soon we'll be having a podcast for the talk messages. Yeah, so you know we're just doing our best to get it all out there for everybody to listen, watch, download. Just to let you know, Brandon found a spot. Oh, Yay! praise God! Let's give a clap for Brandon. Brandon <laughs> That is the grace of God. He was not looking long. Right, right. Hallelujah. But go the extra two days, Brandon, just because it's day one. <laughs> you found parking. Make sure he you went a three-day journey. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> just kidding. What a joke. That was good. Yes. Okay, so we have named this segment Filling the Void. So let's fill this void that we've been talking about, shall we? I think so. So we want to talk about the void. Mm between Egypt and the Promised Land. Oh. Mm, that's I think, good. I think that is the important thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's so much for us to learn that can really, really f teach us but also cause to feed us. Mm. Yeah. Just saying about the three-day journey yeah. has already opened people's eyes to areas of their life yep. that they have only journeyed for a day. They're still in, you know, the enemy's territory. Mm. Yeah, that's such a powerful truth. And so then they're, they're not really in God's territory yet. Mm. They're still coming out of the enemy's territory. Mm. So we really do need to open this up more. 
Sure. Can I also just, off the back of one of the counselling sessions that I was having with some people tonight, just diving deeper into that word, I think sometimes too, like just to give people a practicality to that, I think sometimes the enemy's territory, that doesn't mean like that the scenario will look negative Mm -hmm. for you to be in Egypt. Mm, um, mm. The word I get for the Holy Spirit is it it looks the same. Mm. Things are the same. The, the environment is the same. The culture is the same. There's no change. There's no um, uh, element of unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. So I really believe the Lord is saying to our people listening and to those that are following this, you know, message thread, part of being out of Egypt means you have to be into an unfamiliar territory. Mm. So I was just helping someone, you know, that was like just using a practical example of a work example. Yeah. You know, and that person going back to the same job, the same kind of culture at the job when the the Lord had given them a promise about, you know, stepping out into something greater. Yeah. And so they were saying, well, how is going back to that Egypt? Mm -hmm. And I was saying, well, because you're going back to the same thing. Mm. And what is the difference between, you know, you before Mm -hmm. and you now. And what the person said, which is really, really powerful, which I thought was really, really, you know, um, led from the Holy Spirit was, they said, yeah, when I go back now, what is in me doesn't click with that anymore. Mm. Yeah, It's like there's a war. It's like the person that I used to be, I don't think like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And my job is requiring me to be that person that I just got free from being. Mm. So there's like a a struggle because there's a a new way of seeing things, a new perspective from the Holy Spirit. And then if we're going back into that Egypt concept or mentality or thinking, as Pastor said tonight, the mindset, Mm -hmm. that's going to try and pull us back into being the person that we were before we left Egypt. Mm. And so... I really want to help people understand if you're examining and asking the Lord, okay, have I left Egypt? Mm. We need to give you some practical things. And I hope Pastor Tony can pull some things out here. What does leaving Egypt look like? Right. You know, because um, we can get that spiritual concept because we feel before we feel the void, we need to know that we've left Egypt. Right. And that we're in that space where we can fill it up. Mm. So mm. if I was to ask Good. you, what do you think, practical examples in people's lives to do with their walk, faith. I mean, you talked this morning about faith and I was listening, funny enough, I was listening while I was exercising. <laughs> so that was really good for my, my bones. <laughs> um, but he talked about faith and how faith is living when it hasn't happened as if it has happened already. Oh that, my gosh. That's well, that's scriptural. Yeah. So that's scriptural. Yeah, the reality of it though. He's like, if you're believing for a promise and yet that the tangible promise is not there, mm-hmm. but you still go about your life like the promise has already come to pass or been mm. fulfilled. That's scriptural because that's how God lives it. Yeah. That's what we don't see. We're always back here getting there mm. and we should be there looking back to where we've come from. Wow. Yeah. That's basically it. So on the back of that... Different stance. Yeah. Very, very powerful. On the back of that, what are those practical benchmarks or maybe like, you know, 
barometer steps that mm-hmm. we can say, oh, okay, wow, if I look at my life in this kind of perspective, maybe I haven't left Egypt. Because is it an attitude thing? Is it a, a confidence thing? A, what is it? I think there's a physical and a spiritual aspect to the answer. Mm. Um, leaving Egypt on a spiritual level means that you, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to totally reprogram your, the way you think. You don't think like the world thinks mm. anymore. Okay, that's good. You've left that behind. The physical aspect, c- can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. yeah. The physical aspect of that is there are times when the Lord literally requires you to leave situations, people, um, sometimes even a land, in order to show your commitment to Him. Mm-hmm. In, in my case, when I first became a believer, the Lord asked me to totally remove myself from my old circle of friends because He knew they would try and drag me back into that worldly way of, of a lifestyle. Mm. So for me, I had to make a, a direct cut. I had mm. to leave Egypt behind, literally, mm. and start, you know, making new friends and having a new mindset. Maybe not so radical for some, but for some definitely. Jesus meant it when he said, you know, unless you hate father, mother, sister, wife, brother, and follow after me, that's a form of leaving Egypt. Um, Peter and Andrew, his brother, James and John, and they were brothers. When the Lord called them, Mm. they left their business that day. They never went back, Mm. Mm -hmm. you see, because that could have dragged them back into their old way of living. Yeah, they left their nets. So that's that's a physical side. But again, the spiritual side is um, we have to leave everything that we've learned in the world behind. That's the key. The learning. And so the Lord has to retrain our thinking. Every thought has to be brought captive. And we start to think entirely different. We, we give the slave thinking away and the free man thinking is what we learn. Mm. Okay? And this was the big problem with the Israelites. Yeah. They, they couldn't give up the slave mentality, the victim mentality. So it stuck the, with them for 40 years. Wow. So the key is... I believe the key is the learning process. We have to give up what we've learnt mm. and begin to learn again the right way. Wow. Whew. You know, that's interesting because as I'm sitting here and we kind of talked about this last portal about for that person who has disconnected, yeah. you know, from family and friends, um, what does it look like for them? And I feel like the Lord is kind of just kind of dropping in me that part of my personal Egypt is still having that Egypt mentality from my parents, like that learning Mm -hmm. and being taught things and all that other stuff. I can't assume, even though I didn't, whether I agree or disagree with my parents or whatnot, I can't assume that I haven't learned things or carried things from just the behavioral senses of what my parents used to do. And I'm just, it was dawning on me like, oh my goodness, that is a a concept of Egypt also. I think giving away the life, the old lifestyle of sin, because for those listeners and viewers who don't understand the analogy, Egypt represents Mm. life in the world before you came to Christ. Mm. And Pharaoh is a type of Satan, Mm. right? And so the judgments on Pharaoh are, are literally the judgments of the Lord 
you notice in the book of Revelation, there's there's quite a few judgments there, mm. and they're the kind of judgments that Moses calls down on on Pharaoh, wow. plagues of various kinds. So, yeah. uh, when we come to Christ, that's that's a way of saying we've left Egypt, which is under Satan's control. We've left the world, which is under Satan's control, and now we've come under the control of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. So He now becomes our master. Mm. And as I said last Sunday, you know, Bob Dylan, you know, whether you serve the devil or the Lord, you've got to serve somebody. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd like to say that um, some of this, we need to learn something about this, and that is what we learned yesterday, we don't bring with us, but mm. we springboard from it to the new. Do you understand? Mm. This is so important. I've been a Christian for many, many years Mm -hmm. and I haven't come up in a traditional-like church. I was in a Pentecostal church and we had a lot of light Mm -hmm. but we didn't have the light that I have today. Mm. You see? So I can't take that light but I must step from that light, spring to the new light. Mm. And so, therefore, this is the process of learning, learning. and Because what I thought God was, was this big. Mm. Now I've learned he's vast, he's big. Yeah. And his ways are not my ways. Yeah. And I can't use him in my ways. Because mm. if I use him in my ways, I limit him. Do I want to limit God in my way? Wow. Yeah. I just got to learn to get into his way. Yeah, yeah. His point, his way. That's what I believe the Egypt is, learning the new way. Mm. You know, the children of Israel, they didn't go out individually out of Egypt. Mm. They all went out together, Mm. you see. And when we do this, he can shower us, you see. I'm serious about this. There was no individual person leaving. Yeah, that's good, Pastor. No individual person. And there's a multitude. When the multitude's there, there's great counselling. When one could put 1,000 to flight, two could put 10,000 to flight. Mm -hmm. We're learning. What are we learning? It's a body thing. Mm. It's not an individual thing. Mm. One of the things we have to leave behind is our individual thing. Oh, my gosh. That's a part of it. (laughs) I also think that what you just said is so true because I think a test and a a sign of whether we're ready to leave Egypt is are we ready to leave all of yesterday's, you know, instruction behind? Mm. You know, you said, are you ready to leave the way that you did it? Mm. If we're still holding on to a little bit of the way that we did it to formalise our next approach. We've learnt nothing. We've learnt nothing, yeah. Jesus said, any man who puts his hand to the plough looking back is not worthy of the kingdom. That looking back part, that's looking back to Egypt. Mm. Okay? Yep. I, I can always remember when the Lord went up to Levi, Matthew's tax collection booth, mm-hmm. he just said two words, follow me, and Levi left and never went back to that again. Yeah. 
And I think the Western culture doesn't really factor that into the gospel that it preaches. There are times when God literally wants you to leave everything Mm. behind, you know? Abraham. By personal. Yeah, there's so many instances in the Bible. He told Abraham, leave your country, leave your father's house, leave your relatives and come to where I show you. He left Mm. everything behind. Yeah. You know, when Jacob went um, from his father's house to his uncle's house and then he had to come back again, twice he had to leave things behind. So uh, Joseph, he's, he's left the family behind. He's been sold as a slave but the old lifestyle totally went. All yeah. the relationships totally cut off. And, and I think it's, it's a he type. moved into a new, new walk. And I think what you said is a, a real big key that we have to grab. Again, let, let, that, let that land before we go into break. Mm-hmm. You don't leave Egypt as an individual. No. Mm. You leave as a nation. Yes. They had to My be a so nation. God. Maybe you are ready to leave Egypt in your thinking and maybe, you know, you've been asking God, like, you know, what's going on? Why aren't things changing? Maybe you need to look at the people around you. Oh, my god! Are they ready to leave Egypt with you? Oh, my god! Because um, just like you have to leave some people behind, you also take some people with you, you know, that you call your nation and your people and your tribe. And if they want to be in Egypt and you're ready to leave, that could be something that's blocking your eviction from bondage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going to have to take a break because I got to think, I got to get ready for that one <laughs> to talk about that. Pastor said funny. they left together. together. Wow. Can you imagine if one Israelite had tried to leave before the other? Can, would have screwed it up for everybody. I, I, I want to say this. Just imagine this. One leaves, okay, we've got to give them a portion of the spoils of Egypt. Now, how much do we give them? Uh, now, the next person's going to leave, so we're going to give them a portion. Oh, wow. That portion was for the whole body. Mm. It wasn't for individuals. My yeah, me started, gosh. yeah. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Hit that one. Before it get hot. Before it get too hot. Let's take a break. Prepare because it's about to go. Blow your mind. All right. We'll be right back. Torque New York presents the official launch of Torque TV. A brand new way to watch Torque New York anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device. Commercial free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting torquetv.org and click the Watch Now button. Torque TV. Equip. Inspire. Mature. Uh, we 
One more question before we go into the... I think I'm going to include this segment because this it, is no. really good. Um, one last <laughs> question. Jackie's asking, what's the difference between letting something... Um, between letting something, I think it's die, versus just giving up on your vision? Well, go on. I don't really know if there's a huge difference because giving up on a vision is a form of it dying mm. in a sense that you've lost the hope that it was, it's going to be fulfilled. That's like a, a form of a death of a vision. I don't know, Pastor, maybe uh, you the, could the elaborate. The difference is... We've answered this in another portal. Uh, but yeah. I'll, I'll just Go for it. maybe make it a little easier. Yeah. The difference is to do with you still moving on. Mm, that's good. When you're still moving on, mm. just like what did Abraham do? What did he do? Did he just turn around and said, that's it, that's it, I'm walking out, I'm finished. Here was my Isaac, here was my great promise, here was my destiny and my vision. This, mm. man, this young man was going to carry my name to bring all yeah, my wow. promises to pass. That's it, God, I'm finished. No. His obedience was he was going to keep on walking. If God was taking something, there had to be a good reason. It had to be that it wasn't good for us. Mm. Mm. I also think what we've said in another portal, plain and simple, the death of a vision is when you want it to live. Yes. No, um, and God... And you do everything yeah. you can to resuscitate it so yes. it can live. Yeah. Sorry, no, the death of a vision is when um, God is saying to you, put this to death. Yeah, get the knife. Yeah, and you want it to live. Mm. Put Giving the up knife on your vision it. is when I believe it's when uh, you want it to die. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, no, let it live. He mm-hmm. wants it to live. Yes, good. So there's two different things very there. Very subtle yes. difference. Very subtle. Very significant. But yes. one is motivated by the Lord and one is motivated by you. Wow. One, one is motivated by your works and the other is motivated by God's works. Oh, my gosh. So let me clarify again. A death of a vision is when the Lord is saying, um, you know, I'll kill it. And if it's alive, it'll be alive by my spirit Mm -hmm. and you want it to live. And giving up is when because of your own self-efforts or probably inadequacy, you want to kill something Mm -hmm. and the Lord is saying, no, let it live. Mm. I think it comes down to this, Pastor, when Abraham was prepared to put the knife to it, that was the death of him ever thinking he had anything to do with Isaac except turning up. That's all he did. He turned up to do his part. But all the the journey of what he did to try and make all this happen, make it happen, make it happen, it all had to die of his own ability. So if it was going to live, it was because God was stopping the knife being put to it. So good. My God. Yeah, that's that's a great... Um, we got any more questions? No, that's it for this segment. So we should go back into the port house. I think go that was it. good. 
I think we'll include this one though. This as is a segment, really a, this is powerful. cleaning. Yes, a clear, uh, sorry, oh. filling the void. Yes, yeah. cleaning it and filling it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amen. So, what do All you right. got, Pastor? We said the complaining. So, I guess that was from the Red Sea crossing. You know, closing in. Oh, that was before. Enemy. Oh, that, that was, was before. before. Oh, my goodness. They There's never no stopped complaining. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the quail the was point. too much. Uh, they had to go <laughs> the out. The quail was too much. <laughs> they had to go out. They had to go out and collect the manna. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. They just had to keep going out to so collect true. it. They didn't want to go out anymore and collect it. They thought if they could just keep it <sighs> overnight, you know, that'll save a trip for them to go out there. There was constant complaining. And the complaining and led to, you're not the only one who can hear God. Uh, yep. I'm on your level. You know, uh, like all these like divisions and rebellion. That's what happens when you think that God owes you. You open up to so much other stuff. I I think this is a significant topic because the the reason why I believe they kept complaining was they never grabbed hold of the vision. Never. Only Mm. Joshua and Caleb grabbed what God said and made it mine. It wasn't their promised land. So true. (laughs) And again, again, when when you're with someone who's doing something that hasn't got their heart in it, Mm. The complaints are overflowing because oh they really gosh. don't want to be the there. Time. And then when something goes wrong, uh. it's never their fault. It's oh. always the visionary's fault oh or God's Lord. fault. Lord Jesus. This is why they kept complaining against Moses and Aaron. We're here because you told us to be here. You oh. know, we don't really want to be here. That's why three or four times they wanted to pack up and go back to Egypt. Right. And you can imagine God's anger. He wanted to wipe them out. Mm-hmm. Because of this, and and let's not judge the Israelites too no, harshly because judging. we do it. We do it in attitude. I've mm-hmm. heard people do it in deliverance sessions. I'm just here because Pastor Robin told me oh, to be no. here. Oh no! Oh no! No no no! Let me tell you how that Can does. Oh, get now you're going to get free. Our, our director <laughs> says, "Well, let's shut it down because you ain't going to get no demon." How about from if I get the respect that they get free, but I don't get that? But it's okay. The Lord says to me, "I got big shoulders. Put it on my shoulders." <laughs> oh come on. But Come see, on. like we use that. Oh, I'm just here because God told me to be here. Oh, my gosh. I'm just here because, it. you know, I was told to come. But God told me to do it. Did you want to do it is the question. Oh, I... I'd rather you just say you don't want to do it. Yeah. And look. He can God use can, that. Yes, the Lord can use it. And just take the consequences. Yeah. You know, just take the consequences of not doing <laughs> it. Because if you're not honest, he can't fill the void. Come on. I personally experienced this when we first came to New York. I didn't, I didn't want to be here. Wow. Confession. I was sharing this tonight with somebody. To this it one. was hell. I made it hell for everyone. Oh, <laughs> he sure did. Because wow, I walked around so with this beef on my, or this chip on my shoulder. It took a 10-day fast to kill it. And every day, oh, those women drivers. Uh-uh. Oh, my hey, guys, Lord. Pastor I got Tony. news for you, Pastor. They're all over the world, okay? <laughs> They're not just, not in, just in New, New York. York. <laughs> wow. Oh, those potholes. You're looking for uh, something to call those out. Those potholes, those roads. This, oh, oh how come all that? Do you remember going to Africa when the yeah. potholes were so big <laughs> they could fit the whole car in them? <laughs> <laughs> you could bury the car in the pothole. It seriously was like that, though. It was one That's thing after another. Oh, that that corner on the concrete. 
Wow. You know, like, you know, it just like when we are in that mindset, we look for reasons really be to remind God what we're holding at him at ransom for. Mm. And now I can tell you the conclusion of all that. Tell us. In the end, it got so complaining, I said, well, go back to Australia yep. and get yourself sorted out before the Lord doesn't let you come back into the country. Mm, so we tough. went back, he fasted and prayed, and then he said, I'm ready to come back. Well, he had to fight to get back. Mm. I'm saying. He had to. He had to fight. There was a couple of things in his, in his way. And finally, another supernatural experience was... He had something that uh, should have been questioned about answers to do with the last time he left. He left it maybe a little bit different. And anyhow, um, he said, Pastor, you need to pray for us. You need to pray for us because here I am on my way back. I, I don't know how. I'm going to trust God to get back in. And so he's standing in a line and all these people are being questioned and questioned and questioned. And then suddenly, because it was so quick for the plane to take off, this lady comes up and she puts up a new line and she said, those that are going on the plane, come over here quick, you need to get through. And it was ushered straight through. Wow. Supernatural. Do you ever doubt that God wanted you? <laughs> and from that point, it's amazing with that attitude adjustment, everything started to work. Everything. Mm. Everything. Come like on. Everything started to And sometimes it's just an attitude adjustment and makes the whole world a difference. I am trying to tell you. Which so brings up another void, which I want to just quickly say that the Lord revealed in that story Sometimes we want the Lord to evacuate us from the fight. Yeah. But there's a fight that you need to be a part of because yeah. it shows whether or not your heart is in his vision You've got to or always not. turn mm. up to the battle. See, you don't fight if your heart's not in it. Yeah. And if you're carrying someone else's vision or just going along for the ride, yeah, there we go. you yeah. won't fight. And you mm. won't turn up to the battle. You won't. You want somebody else to fight for you. So the Lord will allow a certain element of a fight because I hear Christians saying this all the time, like, oh, I'm so tired of fighting. But maybe you need to realise why the fight is there. Have you actually got all of your heart engaged right. in this vision as your vision? Right. Or is it, well, this is the vision he gave me? Right. Oh, my gosh. And, and this is a big shout oh out God. to all of our church members in Sydney and in, in America, in New York. Is the vision of the house... Your vision. Yeah. Uh, have you sold yourself to the vision of the house? Mm. Now, I know everyone has a personal vision, <laughs> but it's not right. going to work. You're going to end up complaining about <laughs> everything Come on. at talk. It's too hot. It's too cold. And for those Music's who aren't talk members, for those who aren't talk members and you're fellowshipping somewhere else, unless you've grabbed a hold of the visionary's vision, you're going to complain about everything. You know, the... The services are too long. The services are too short. You know, um, the preaching isn't good enough. Or, you know, the pastors aren't 
ABC, whatever it is, you're going to find something to complain about because you haven't bought in to the vision. You haven't sold everything to be a part of what God's called you to do. So beware, this is a big open door for the devil to get in your ear. Feel that like, void. like Pastor and I were sharing, until I bought in, the void. until I bought into the New York vision and I said, this is mine and I will pay whatever price I need to to make it mine, nothing worked. Mm. This is why people that don't plant themselves into a church are always moved by circumstance rather than by God's vision mm-hmm. because they church hop because they never actually put themselves on the line to commit, to put everything on the line, to say, I'm adapting, I'm adopting that vision as my own. They go here for the preaching. They go there for the worship. They go there for the ministry. They go there for the after-service fellowship. They go there for the online service. They go there for the cell groups. I mean, we got people literally like, you know, I'm going to call it out. In the Old Testament, that was the attitude and that was the behaviour of Shrine prostitutes. Yeah, In worship, you went from temple to temple to temple to temple. Yeah, being used. Communicating with the God through prostitutes that served at the temple gates. Now we're not saying people are no, prostitutes, no, but it's a spirit. But it's the same Ooh. spirit going forth, selling yourself Ooh. to a doctrine, to another doctrine, to another doctrine. God, look, this is the Lord's house. Oh, see, how do we have a time? This is a house. <laughs> this is his house. This is not just a doctrine, a teaching. This is a house. If you go shopping and if you hop from one to another, hopping makes you in balance, guys. I don't, I don't but you, I, I you will hop when you believe God owes you. Yeah. Oh, trying to find it. Nah, so really to... only Joshua and Caleb... <laughs> were the, they were the only two who were sold out on the vision. They made the vision for Canaan, the promised land, that was theirs. Mm. They were determined, I will do whatever it takes to do what God has called me to do. And mm. that's why The others were all going saw. for a ride. Mm. See what I'm saying? They never bought into it. Mm. So God had to raise up another generation that would buy into it. Yeah. And so they went for the ride, all right. But what came out of it was they both saw what God wanted them to see. Yeah. And what you say, this is a quick question based on what you just said, passionate about the fight and the heart being in it. Would you say this also could weaken our fight? Because now we're not fighting for strategy. We're just fighting like, okay, let me bind it real quick so I can move on with my life. I, or let me just say this prayer so God can hear me real quick and I can move on and not have to stay into it and be invested into it. Uh, yeah, I think that there's, we, we understand that the battle is the Lord's. It's not our fight. We yeah, say yeah. that. And now we're saying, wait, but we have to get in the fight. I don't want people to be confused. It's all the about the fight. That's what God deals with. Yeah. But your heart is what he wants. Yes, that's, that's what he wants mean. in the fight. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want your effort. He doesn't right. want your self-works. He doesn't want your strategies. He doesn't want your schemes. Right. That's you fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. But he wants your heart. You can't be a soldier in an army. Literally, they will ask people to lay down their lives for their countries. If their hearts aren't in it, mate, oh, the first yeah. sign of like, you know, enemy fire and they'll run for the hills. It's a term for that too in the army. I can't think of it. Anyway, go ahead. It's called AWL. AWL. AWOL. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that there's a 
a part of the Lord allows that fight in us to continue. Because again, I've heard so many Christians say, I'm just tired of fighting. Well, you, you are going to be fighting on some element. Right. And I, I believe that the Lord allows the fight as that place to show us, is this your vision as much as it's my vision? Mm-hmm. You know, have you taken on my battle as your battle? Pastor said last week, is the enemy your enemy or is he just God's enemy? Yeah. Because and, he's and God's enemy, he should be your enemy. And that should put your heart in the fight to win at all costs yeah. against him. Mm-hmm. See, I don't listen to this. I'm tired of fighting. Yeah, I know you're a lot. I don't listen to this because you're tired because you don't fight. <laughs> Hit that now. That needs to go. So true, Pastor. It's true. Woo! How many went into the promised land? Two. Two. They got, went in and saw what God wanted them to see. Everybody had the opportunity to see it, but they didn't see it because they wouldn't fight the fight that God wanted them to fight. Jesus. You just totally, totally. It's true. Well, fighting it's isn't so hard. True. The first battle they fought was <laughs> all they had Already to do was won. walk around the city. It was a big, it was a big hike. Yeah. So who they've been fighting, really? It's, they've been fighting God the whole time. Oh That's who they've been gosh. fighting. When they, they said, I'm tired of fighting, it's because they're fighting God. Well, God. If, I guarantee if they, all the ladies were walking around with their high heels around, uh, the, uh, uh. The, you know, the, the big, big wall, they might have got tired. Yeah. But they weren't. Yeah. They were walking in sandals, very yeah. comfortable shoes to walk around mm. the wall. I'm, I'm being practical yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. I'm really being practical. We say I'm tired of fighting. No, you're tired because you're not fighting. Because the moment you fight, you see God win. Oh, my gosh. See that. We need to go back. <laughs> and this not only that, but you know what? You go from strength to strength yes, to strength. From his strength to his strength to his strength. You start to see things different. The only time they had to see something different, the children of Israel, was when they hung on their last set of orders when they had to go into AI. They just got lazy and said, oh, we won this battle last time. We'll just do the same thing as we did again. Mm. Yeah, well, well, there was sin in the camp and you can't do the same thing when there's sin in the camp. So we're really getting into places now. We're starting to fill the void. This is good. Can you just say what you said again? To those Christians that say... You're tired of fighting? What did you say from the Holy Spirit? I said, no, you're tired because you don't fight. All right, so we... <laughs> Can we crispy, crispy it? It was that moment of silence, which is not you good know. on live. <laughs> I I'm oh, talking, they I'm talking they from it. experience. <clears throat> yeah. I'm talking from experience because in the Old Testament... The Bible clearly says there's a curse if you don't fight. Ooh. Oh my God! Open that scripture. You wonder and wonder. Want to find that? 
Um, the Old Testament. Yeah, that you'll wonder and wonder. Look, Pastor Tony, they need that moment of silence so we can stop trying to find all these answers for ourselves and get this here rhema from the Holy Spirit. You see, we don't have answers anymore, so we need that moment of silence to let us know we don't have any answers. Feel that void. Or opinions. Mm. <laughs> or, mind, void. or attitude about it. You just receive it. Stop <laughs> believing the enemy when he says you're tired of fighting because he's really trying to get you to oh give up the original believe fight. The you lie. know, Yeah, don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. Combat wow. it with the truth. Ooh. All right, we're going to take a short break wow. just to regroup, clean our table off. You know how we do. Um, and we'll be right back. Yuck. Portos. Portos是由Robin Cassis博士从天堂接受的讯息分享给您。节目由Shania&Lin所主持。由纽约的TORC教会主任牧师Robin Cassis博士 以及助理牧师Tony Cassis、Nathan Cassis所共同呈现。别忘了每个礼拜二准时收听我们的Portos。We're back in. Leave it all behind. <laughs> that was actually, yeah, that's a bit more. <laughs> that's gangster. me. That's me. Behind. Bring you behind. Anyhow. So, where are we? Talking about filling the void. Uh, I'm going to come out with that. But listen. Bring in the uh, behind. I was bringing out something that's really important in the book of Jeremiah. Mm. I'm not going to find it for you. You've got a journey in Jerry to find it. <laughs> you got to go for a journey with Jerry. I'm not being disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah. Jerry. I like Jeremiah. And so therefore, in that scripture, it says there is a curse on someone who doesn't take up his sword mm. and fight. Mm. Mm. I don't want that curse on me. I don't either. I'm serious. It's bad. Mm. It's funny because I was saying to you in the sub portal, the Lord was telling me in that whole break and he was saying, see, the wilderness takes it deeper than, you know, just the peripheral things going on. In Egypt, you wouldn't have considered that you'd never fought because you were fighting those around you. Mm -hmm. It was always the outside fight. Mm. But you would never have examined the fact that you've actually never taken on the fight inside. Mm. And the wilderness is the place to do that. So I really felt like last week the portals was like blazing with like gems. Like, you know, I listened to it three times in my car, you know, wow. and it really, really fed me, you know, everything that everyone said. But this portal, I think, is really going deep. Yeah. Locating some hearts. There's voids. 
that have to be filled. Yes. And if we don't fill these voids, the enemies around, he'd like to fill them. Yeah. He'd don't fill love the voids. to fill them. You'll become a droid. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not going to say what I got from that. Oh, we'll leave that go oh, right now. Leave it be. Leave it be. Leave it be. But, guys, if you are going to have the void filled, you've got to fight. You have to fight to fill the void. Because if good. you don't fill the void, then the enemy will fill the void. And then you will have to fight to get back what you lost. Mm. So inevitable it's going to be that you have to fight. Whether you fight for your freedom mm. or you fight because you're in bondage. Wow. You're going to fight. Wow. You're going to fight. Because you think, do you think that the enemy just going to fill the void and leave it at that? Mm. No. Going to keep filling it. <laughs> He's going to overflow it. Keep filling it. Mm. Press down, shaking together. I've said this in portals too, but I'll remind people, that means when God wants to fill you up, he's going to put some pressure, going to push some things down that you keep trying to bring up to be number one priority. He's going to say, no, let's compress that down, right? Press down. Then he's going to shake some things. Mm -hmm. Going to shake your mindset. It's going to shake the way you do things. He's going to say, okay, I'm going to shake you all of your dead works, Yeah. right? And then that vacuum alone of the pressure and the shaking is going to form a vacuum that springs it up mm -hmm. to overflow. Well, that's what happens. So that's a part of the fight. That's the shaking and the pressing. Stop trying to get out of the fight. Do you know what? But that's what happened in Ezekiel 37. Yes. When those bones came together, they were full of dust. Yep. Dead, man, dead man's works. So he had to. There had to be a shaking. I like what, what shook off all the dead works? Oh, my God. So if you think there's not going to be a shaking, you know? The void's been empty for too long. Watch it, guys. Right. It's starting to get filled with the wrong things. So fill up the void by fighting. Mm. I think that's key. I think the Lord is asking us to change our warfare tactic. We've mm. been fighting so long to be free. Mm. But we've left. Mm. Don't keep fighting to be free. No. Fight to fill up what you've been freed from. So that you're not mm. left empty. Change the way you fight. Don't rely on yesterday's fighting tactic. If you're still fighting to be free and the Holy Spirit is not blessing it, that's not the season that he's moving in. You'll keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. It's futile. Come on. But if he's telling you, no, I want you to fight just as hard as you fought for your freedom to be filled up so that the void doesn't get filled up again. You know, I think it's in... Um, uh, Mark, you know, a spirit goes and grabs seven other spirits worse than itself, comes back and fills the house up because it wasn't filled up, the house. Mm. So that's what we have to do. We have to fill up I on think, the Word of God. I think a good example is. of this fight is actually um, Moses. He brings them out. He brings them through, you see. And what happens? He gets to the place where he's to told to strike the water, 
next time he's told to speak to the rock. And he doesn't speak to the rock because why? Why doesn't he speak to the rock? Because he's allowed the fight to go inward instead of outward. Mm. Yeah, and he didn't fill up. And he didn't fill up. He left a void. And so then he started to get angry. Ooh, and then he lost his beautiful blessing to go in. Mm. But our God is so faithful. Yeah. Faithful when we're not even faithful. He took him and showed it to him. Wow. Wow. So to finish this up on this segment, before we finish up with our prophetic friends, because we are going to do some prophetic friends tonight. Yeah. I'm going to throw this one to Pastor Tony. Okay. Here we go. What's the <laughs> difference between not fighting and giving it to God? Jonas is asking. That's a very good question, Jonas. What is it? What is the difference between not fighting and giving it to God? Okay. Oh, yes, you do. Search it out. I don't think you can give something to God and then say you're not going to fight. I think the Lord is going to... <laughs> That's good. Because you're in a fight. You're in a fight against the kingdom of darkness um, and God won't override the authority he's given you. I remember a pastor saying once he was communing with the Lord and he could see the, you know, a vision of the Lord in front of him and as, as they were communing, this spirit came along and interrupted the communion. Mm. And this pastor got really angry. He said, well, Lord, why aren't you telling this spirit to get out of our way? It's inter- interrupting what we're, talking, we're about. talking about. And the Lord said, I can't because I've given you the authority to do it. Only you can do that. So to say that um, you, you're just going to completely hand it over to God and therefore you don't need to fight, I think that's a half, half task. Mm. Um, right. Can you repeat the question and I'll so, take it Take it first. What's the difference between not fighting and someone giving it to God? Well, let's uh, look at giving it to God. Giving it to God is saying he's going to do it his way. So the difference is when you give it to God, then you fight it God's way. You don't fight it your way. Mm. So the key is giving it to the Lord to choose how the fight goes. Yeah, it's control. Yeah. yeah. It really is. That's the difference. Yeah. When you don't fight, you're determining when you will and not yeah, being fight. Con- yeah. yeah, you're still in control. And when you give control. it to God, you're saying, I'm giving you the control Giving Let you me the know right to say how this to fight goes. So it's really giving God the right, which is already his, yeah. but he likes us to give it to him. When we give the right for God to say how the fight is going to be fought. That's exactly mm. it. I think. That was good. I was going to touch on something in the, in the portal at church, Pastor, and that is what a lot of um, commentators call the cosmic conspiracy. Now, what, what that is is basically 
um, the the war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness began all the way back in Eden, right? And it's continued to be a cosmic battle mm-hmm. right until the end of time, right? Satan and his angels are constantly trying to interfere with what God's will is on the earth, and that includes interfering in our lives. Go ahead, Pastor. And so when Jesus says, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Jesus is talking about the enforcement of the grace of God and the will of God against the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. You cannot be a part of the body of Christ and not be a soldier. Mm. I told You're you. called to war. Jesus said, the kingdom suffers violence and it's enforced Right, we enforce the will of God through the cross. So, a pastor mentioned a scripture in Jeremiah. I, I couldn't find it on my my phone app because it's a little restrictive. But Jeremiah said, "Cursed is the man who does not take up his sword against the enemy." Mm-hmm. Right, and this is why I'm sorry to burst the bubble of Jonah's. It's an excellent question, but. Again, Western, the Western gospel is too soft on the warfare side. Meow. It's, it's the pussycat instead of the lion when yep. it comes to the devil. If we avoid the devil, he won't bother us. No. Mm. There, Tell us some more, Pastor. There's no quarter given. Mm. If you're not winning, you're losing. If ah. you're not in a battle, you're losing. Mm. Hello? Jesus. It's, in, it's law enforcement. It's the enforcement of the cross on the kingdom of darkness. This is the whole reason. Keep going. I think that's good. We need to keep going a little okay. bit longer. So this is what we call the cosmic war, mm. all right? The, um, the heavens is a place that we are situated in. Mm. And the only time that you are totally at peace is when all your enemies are dealt with. Wow. So Alex mentions here, and that's a good statement, Alex. You said fight your way or fight God's way. Mm. And that's it. That's That's it. That's it. And, um, you know, we did say, didn't we, that he... We keep on saying we're going to be a bride. We're going to be a bride. We're the bride of Christ. Yeah, well, you're an army bride. That's You're good. an army bride. You're in the army. You want to be the bride. You got to be an army bride. Right. And so, Pastor, the question comes up again. Well, isn't aren't we working again? Aren't we falling into a like? It seems to be hard work. And the answer is no. If you're doing what the Spirit is telling you to do. It's the power of the Spirit, mm. the revelation of the Spirit, the discernment of the Spirit, the sustenance of the Spirit. It's mm. all on Him. That's good. He mm. just needs you to listen and obey. That's all. It becomes right. easy then. Right. If you're only doing what He's telling you to do, then the sweat is taken out of it. So right. I've got gonna, one more question to finish yeah. this off. And then I'm going to get you to summarize it for us. Me? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I haven't I, said much this one. Good. Praise yeah. Yeshua. So you can make it up now. There's the void. Okay. Um, one thing, too, of the sort of similar when it comes to the warfare mm. is that is that also that equation 
that mm. says, well, it's hard, so God must want me to do it. Or I didn't want to do it, so God must want me yeah. to do this. And even that can trap us up when it comes to our warfare and our strategy because we generalize warfare sometimes True. in the sense of like, you know, um, this is an attack. So just hit it and without having that strategy, without getting what God's saying to do about an attack mm. or to do yeah, with revelation. the backlash. You're right. Abracadabra. Right. Right. We, we buying it. We, 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 we send it back to your camp. But I'm like, well, okay, but what are you sending back? Like, you don't even know what you're being attacked in, let alone sending stuff back to a camp that's that you good. don't even have a strategy to do. And Definitely I think that's been my, my burden um, in my warfare strategy is to try to get down to the specifics the as much as possible. Yeah, because I've been finding... Um, the feeling in that, and not again, not to make it about works or anything, but it's been a lot of times I feel like I've warfare, but shooting in the dark. Yeah, you know, it's just like not like again, not looking for you know results tangibly, but it's just like it's exhausting because I'm hitting all around the world just to get to one essential thing. The Lord's like, no, I just need you to stay here. And again, <laughs> I think that's because you're warfaring, but your heart isn't in it. Yeah. See, Ooh. when your heart is in it, the Lord is able to locate what is the heart issue. Mm-hmm. If your heart's not in it and you're just saying the words for the sake of saying the words or right. to complete something right. or to do an obligation or to be, you know, meet, meet a, a benchmark or yeah. a performance list, the enemy sees right through that. Yep. And so the work has, do you know, what's the difference between God's work and our work? This is good. What is Tell it? Tell me. It's attitude. There it is. Wow, that's so simple. Right? (laughs) You wanted to complicate it, but it's not going to get complicated. It's all about your attitude. Mm. I'm doing this, or God's doing this. This is the attitude. Right. It Mm. changes. Your attitude changes everything. It stops you complaining. It stops you taking the glory. Owning it. Oh, the whole thing Mm. is to do with attitude. Which I think answers our last question, which was from Alex, saying practically, how do you let Jesus fill a void in your life when things have been the same way for such a long time? I think that's the key. Yeah. Attitude. Attitude. If you have an attitude that it's been this way for such a long time, we said it tonight, and I say again with such respect, you've got to approach it with virgin eyes, like you've never, never been, been through it before. Because it is new levels, new, new devils. devils. Estás escuchando Portals con la doctora Robin Cassis, donde ella recibe del cielo y te lo regala a ti. Este programa es narrado por Shania Anis y presentado por el liderazgo de Torque New York, la pastora Robin Cassis, el pastor Tony Cassis y el pastor Nathan Cassis. Sigue escuchando para que recibas mucho más. So, Pastor, I mean, that is a powerful thing. I want you to summarize. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. John makes it clear in his, his letter. Um, and so therefore, part of our um, commission is to also destroy the works of the devil in mm-hmm. you know, those portions of society where 
it is very clear that the uh, you know the devil is influencing um, that part of society for evil and not for good. Yeah. Now that covers a lot of stuff. The battle first is your own soul. Okay? Come on now. If your own soul has, let's say, dark spots that you know are not in the control of God mm. or yourself, then we need to get you free. God needs to get you free. Okay? And then once that freedom has been established to a certain point, God is going to use that freedom that you've experienced to set others free. Mm. Right? And so it all begins with what we said at church tonight, Pastor, and that is it all begins with a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Right? You cannot be deputized with the authority of Jesus until you've joined yourself unto the Lord by faith through God's grace. Mm. And so that call goes out to all of our, our uh, viewers and Join all of our Jesus. listeners once again. It begins by giving your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, and then he deputizes you. He gives you a portion of his authority to influence the sphere of, of your life. You know, everyone mm. has a certain sphere of influence. Some of us have larger spheres, like, for instance, uh, you know, you can have your family sphere or it can be a city sphere. It can be a national sphere. It can be an international sphere, okay? Now, I notice when... When a government is, is voted in, a new government is voted in, right, the new leader of that government goes through a changeover from the former administration to the new administration. And this is how it is now with, with Jesus being the, you know, the commander-in-chief of the eternal government that's going to re reside on the earth He's, he's now going through all that is on the earth and removing and replacing what was formerly occupied by the enemy mm -hmm. with the church. Mm. Yeah. Okay? And so that changeover is what's taking so much time. It's taken 2,000 years. But eventually the church is going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ on the earth. And so this is where the battle lies. Um, saints out there... You can see it's, it's not all good. It's actually getting worse. It's not getting better. And so it's imperative now that we understand that our relationship with Jesus Christ has to be real. Yeah. It can't be just on a Sunday. It can't be a, a religious Say treadmill. This. You know, we go to church, we pray the same old prayers, you know. No, this is a living, risen Savior. He hears, he listens, he speaks. And it's imperative... In order to win the battle, we have to hear the voice of the, of the, of the Lord Jesus. So and this is where people get really, really insecure. So let's pray. Pastor, I don't know if you want to do this, but let's pray that both our viewers and those who are listening on the podcast, those who are here at the studio, that our relationship with Jesus gets close enough for us to recognise his voice because he said, my sheep hear my voice. And then give us that extra grace, not just to hear his voice, but to obey his voice. Can you agree with us on that? Yeah. Definitely. Amen. Amen. So let's do prophetic friends because I have 
something that I need to say to New York City. So do you have a prophetic friend you'd like to talk to? Um, gee, I get some weird ones, man. That's okay. Dutch Harbour in Alaska. Wow. Okay. Dutch Harbour in Alaska. Yeah, I know there was such a place. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> write this down. There's, uh, again, there's, there's a movement amongst my church, says the Lord, in, in, in Alaska, in Dutch Harbour, and amongst the, uh, the fishing industry there. Uh, I have sons and daughters who have been through a very hard season when it comes to harvesting wow. uh, the fishing um, you know, the fishing fields, but the Lord says 2021, the winter of 2021 is going to bring a bumper crop to you. Just keep thanking me, for I am the Lord of the harvest. And and especially those who believe, I'm, I'm giving you discernment as to where to put your, your nets. Remember, says the Lord, I am the great fisherman. And I'm, I'm going to show you how to fish for fish and fish for men, says the Lord. Wow. 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 Dutch Harbour in Alaska. Wow. My Do you goodness. know that there's such a place? Oh, okay. Pastor Nate. Wow. Yeah, the Lord would continue to say, um, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. He says that too. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, I feel the word for people watching um, those that will watch it, but those watching right now. Um, and the Lord would say, my children, I am indeed putting your heart into position to locate um, where you are in the fight. And uh, as you let me do this, just allow me to fill the void. But also, um, after I've emptied, I want to see you fight to be filled. Mm. So the Lord says, uh, there's been such a focus on fighting to be emptied. But now I need to see just as much tenacity from you, my children. To be filled. To be filled. And I'll finish with a prophetic jingle. Oh. The Lord says to his children, if you it? fought so long to finally be free, then now fight to be filled so you're not left empty. Mm. Wow. I'm sure you could add more to that. I'll add more. I'll say it again. Hear the Sing word it. of the Lord. If you fought so long to finally be free, then now fight to be filled so you're not left empty. empty. Wow. What about you, Shanae? Oh, my you, gosh. What have you got? I felt like we have a friend in San Francisco. Gee, we went from Alaska now to San Francisco. I know, Francisco. right? we on the west side of wow. life. Um, but I just feel like the Lord is saying... Um, just say that, it. Don't yeah. feel it. Oh, that's just true. I know. It. I know you, you keep saying that. Ah, right. yeah. Changing my verbiage. There it is. <laughs> Go for it. Um, yes, the Lord is saying um, there's a bridge that is still connecting you to the plan B. And I want you to burn that bridge so I can be the only plan that you see. Mm. 
that was we're doing it. another jingle. Here. That was the Lord. Okay. Literally, that was. Literally. So, I just so mine's finally coming back to New York because my heart's in New York. Not I left my hand, heart in San Francisco, my heart's in New York. So I want to say this to you because I started it tonight by saying the Lord showed me there was going to be an open portal over New York City. So when I went aside and talked with the Lord, I said, so what does this entail, this open portal? And he said, great revelation. I am going to reveal, not man is going to reveal, but I am going to reveal and there will be great revelation and it begins immediately, immediately, immediately and you will begin to hear it immediately, says the Lord. Specifically for New Yorkers. For now. For right now. now. Wow. So I'm watching and I watch really strong because I've been looking for the Lord to start to reveal and to get man out of the way and start to reveal. Come on. I think that seals it. We'll go out with our little snippet of the prophetic jingle. Is my part going to be in there? Too? Go for it. <laughs> come on, come uh-huh, on. What is it? Leave it in your behind, but Bring your behind? No, no, she's not going to sing this. Right. right. You sing your first. Go. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. What was I supposed to say? I forgot. I forgot. About burning the bridge. I'll say my part. If you fought so long to finally be free, now fight to be filled so you're not left empty. I said, if you fought so long to finally be free, now fight to be filled so you're not left empty. It wasn't my word, so I forgot what I heard. Because you bought your behind. Let's see. I bought my behind. I bought my behind. I bought my behind. 11.59. Said I bought my behind. 11.59. Bring your behind. I bought my behind. It's 11.59. The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. 11.59. What? What? The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. New normal. Never again are we going to know that word new normal. We're leaving Egypt behind. That was in Egypt. (laughs) We're leaving Egypt behind. Right now, oh, to not be left empty. All right, I'm not even going to try. We're playing, we're playing around now. That's all right. This Stay in your lane. God loves you. We do too. We love you guys. My lane is this. We love you guys. We love you. God bless you. Trust in Jesus. Yeah. Fill the void by beginning to fight. 
fight for what to be filled. That is good. That is good. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Bulls. You heard my voice. <laughs> I Have heard a good it. night <laughs> now. I heard it. That's all I'm going to say. I heard it. And it's beautiful. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.